You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takara Martin, counselors, authors of the Soul Ties Detox, and founders of the Soul Ties Healthy Love Club. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, promote self-love for singles, and support strong, healthy relationships for couples. Here on the Soul Ties Podcast, we answer your questions. So join us weekly on Facebook Live, where we look forward to interacting with you live and on air. Do you have a burning question to send us? Then go to relationshipgoals.tv. That's relationshipgoals.tv. Now, let's get into today's episode. So we are going to jump into the letters. Do you want me to read the DMs, babe? Well, first, real quick, room rules. Because room rules, the, the, yes. thing about, the thing about what we do and the thing about why we're able to do it is because of you. And we appreciate everything that you do so much. So the, so the first rule is this must be a safe place. This is a safe place. People reach out to us because they trust us um, and they trust you. And we tell them uh, to trust you. So make sure that you are... Um, 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 not judging and condemning and all those different type things. As a matter of fact, number two, if you do respond to anything, do it with compassion. It's not about what you know. It's about how you say it. It's the tone. The tone can touch a person's heart a lot quicker than your wisdom or knowledge. Amen. And then number three, receive with love. Just because if you're in the receiving seat, um, there's so many people that this touches. If you're in the receiving seat and we're a little bit harsh with the words, uh, charge it to our head and not our heart. We don't mean to be that, be like that. Receive it with love because we're trying to give it in love. Amen. Are we ready? Yes. Let's go to the first question here or the first. We got three lined up. So let's go to the first one. Um, you're going to go have to read that because I cannot see that. Do you know what? I left my pad over there. Do you want to go grab no, it? No, babe. That's okay. You just go ahead and read it. and I'm going to sit here and look pretty. <laughs> you do that oh so well. <laughs> is it okay? This is received from a um, young lady in our DMs. Is it okay to date a guy? who says he's a Christian, mm -hmm. but not faithfully going to church. I don't think that's really a Christian, but he's, he is making the effort to, he is making an effort because he knows that you love Jesus and that's a priority to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's what she's asking. Is it okay to date someone who doesn't go to church basically? Right. Well, I, I kind of, for, I've kind of formulated it like this here. Um, she's saying my belief system means a lot to me. Mm -hmm. I check, um, for the fruit of my belief, which to her, the fruit is church participation. I already see he's struggling in that. And I don't want anyone to fake it just on my account. Mm -hmm. He's making an effort. But is that enough to make this relationship worth having? They are dating. This is not. They're not married. Right. They're not married. Okay. So do you want to, you want to chime in before we get I'll, cracking? I can, I can, I can chime in a little bit and I'll say, um, Having been single a couple times in my life, <laughs> um, just, just a couple times, um, I will say I've tried to date someone who didn't go to church as much as me. Um, and for me, I was raised in the church. I was raised in the pews, uh, went to church on Sunday, Sunday evening, Tuesday for prayer, Thursday night Bible study, Friday night was tearing in service, Saturday we had to clean the church. When I tell you I was raised in the church, I was raised in the church. Like raised. I like was raised. There, up 24-7. 24-7. You was happy when they said, let us. I can't say that. <laughs> but I was there All when right. they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. Um. 
um, and the thing is, mm-hmm. is that I grew up with an idea of what being a good Christian was. Right. Um, you know, for me, if I missed the church, if I missed a, a, a day of church, even for work, like I would have to leave work and change and put my skirt on in the car and come the long, the long skirt okay. and come and change. And it was like, if you miss church, they would call you. Um, they would find you, find out where you were, because if you wasn't at church, it must have meant you was backsliding. So coming up and coming to church um, every time the doors are open were very important to me. So I grew up to believe that in relationships, that's what my significant other should be doing too. Now, did that mean that they weren't saved because they didn't go to church? No. But, and and as I got older, I relaxed those ideas too. Uh So the older I got, the more liberal I got with, okay, just because you don't go to church doesn't mean you're not safe. Because I knew there were times I was missing and I was just tired. And so, but what I realized, the more that I began to rationalize, oh, it's not that important. I also began to rationalize what was, what should be important in the person that I was dating and going to church meant one thing, but who they were meant another. And I will say this. It is very difficult to be not just dating, but married to somebody who doesn't carry the same values as you, who doesn't carry the same belief systems that you are. It is it's heartbreaking. It's hurtful. And it's not to say that just because they don't go to church doesn't mean they're not saved. But if that's important to you, it will be very heartbreaking to go to church whenever you go and have somebody asking, "Okay, Takara, where's your husband? Right. How come your husband didn't come to church today? That's hard. And so because I knew that was important to me, I decided that moving forward when I, you know, remarried, it was going to be with somebody who had that same value of God and church to me. Right. And I think that's very important that you said to me, because that's really the identifier there. If you and, and, and this is answering the question, if we could just take this, um, let's break it down in a general way. If you are into something. Right. That has an incredible value for you. Right. And your life. Mm-hmm. It is important to know that some the person who you're dating is with you in it right. and not trying to keep up with you in it. Mm-hmm. Now, just because this is her faith, I would go a little bit further and say your dating relationship is not a missionary journey. <laughs> Amen. So the idea of sticking with them just so he could catch up, that's not that's not what you're dating for. You're dating to see if that person is the kind of person or is the person for you and values the same thing and you both have the, a lot Absolutely. of the same mutual Absolutely. ideas. And if I could further that, um, if he's struggling with it now, Mm-hmm. and he's utilizing it to woo you, then he's going to struggle with it later after you're already wooed and after the thrill is gone and after everything is settled and we're all comfortable, that's going to be an issue, mm-hmm. okay? And that's what, regardless of whatever it is, whether it be does, does he or she go to work or do they do this or do they do that or wherever, they, wherever you find your value, if they're struggling right there in your value, then that's going to be a problem. And there and and you cannot change it. You cannot you can't pray it into them. No. You cannot work it into them. You cannot love it into them. If I love the Lord enough. Now listen, we've seen couples yes. who either either one goes to church and the other one doesn't or I've seen couples that go to completely different churches. Yes. Either way, if it's important to you, later on as the marriage goes on because when when things get tough between you, mm-hmm. 
if their value is not in God the same way that yours is, even getting through difficult situations in the relationship is going to be difficult because you cannot even rely on that person to cover you in the way that you need to be covered based upon how you deal with your relationship with God. And again, it's beyond going to church. It's how you value God in your life. And if you value it to such a degree that going to church means a lot to you, then chances are you value it in other areas that it may not line up with him either. Absolutely. And that's what you have to pay attention to. Right. And, and you know, just 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 a little bit. I'm just going to venture out just a little bit further, just in this, just just a little bit that you cannot check for him and check for his Christianity at the same time in the sense of evaluated um, just by whether he goes to church or not. Absolutely. You have to have conversations with him. He could have a Christian character. He could be operating in the fruits. He could be operating in some gifts. And you will miss that because you're looking for him to um, occupy one pew. And so you want to be very, very, very careful about that. Because if, if you stay right there, um, there might be a reason why he doesn't. There might be a reason why he's struggling with that one. I don't know. We don't know the guy. But the idea, if you stay right there as, as the, as the uh, barometer for which you measure a, a Christian lifestyle, right. then you may miss not only a good man, but you'll have a very shallow barometer. Make sense? It makes perfect sense. You said something, and I'm sorry, I'm trying to wait for you to get there because I got something to say. <laughs> no, 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 I, I am done. Go ahead. No, I, no, I'm done with you, that one. you were saying something, you said something earlier about not looking for oh, them. What were you saying? When you're looking for a man of God, don't look, or when you're looking for a man of God, you want to look for a man in God, not just in your church. Amen. But, and so here's. Here's one of the biggest um, issues we tend to have when we start dating people just because they go to church or AKA because they go to our church. Right. We miss all sorts of signs, red flags, signals, everything, because we're only looking for someone that goes to church or goes to our church. Mm -hmm. And that cannot be the only thing that you're seeing. Do they have a character like Christ? Do they pray? Do they lead you in things? Do they make you feel um, like uh, like maybe like, I've had somebody like before, but because they didn't go to church the way that I did. Oh, every time I mentioned church, it's like, oh, I feel like you're judging me. Do they make you feel guilty um, about your religious choices? Do you feel like you have to hide or not talk about your faith around them because all of a sudden it starts arguments? These are the things you need to be paying attention to. I don't care if he goes um, to church or not. Are they in a position to cover you the way that you need to be covered for a long-term relationship and even into marriage. We're Christians, so we're going to assume that you want to get married. And if that's the case, long-term, you have to judge their characters. Amen. Character, Amen. not characters. Hey, listen, if she didn't if she didn't tear it up before she tore it up then, isn't that worth a share? Go ahead and share this thing. Yeah, <laughs> he's silly. <laughs> Go ahead and share it out. I, I'm just saying. Um, before we get to the next one, you ready for the next one? I'm ready for the next well, one. See, we will rapid fire, rapid fire. We going right. in. And it's because we know that one of these are pretty long and we want to make sure that we get everything in here because it's really good. 
So it says, uh, this is a young lady. She said, talk about loyalty, please. And we asked her to be a little bit more clear. And she said, my husband, when he is mad or upset, is always talking trash about me. I am highly educated and built his business from the ground up. A lot of money. Okay. Um, Over six figures. Mm -hmm. Is that what that says? Mm -hmm. I never asked him for a dime. Now that I am doing my own business, he seems a little jealous because I am pulling more money than him. So he throws insults. I am not built like that. So I walk away. I like to preserve our relationship, but the telling my business to his circle is a huge deal breaker for me. He doesn't or refuses to understand the concept of loyalty. Please help me. Okay. It was like, there's a lot of different things in that letter. Like it was like very short, but there were like several different issues that came up there. You know what? I I read it several times and each time I read it, I got more out of it. And not only was, because, you know, first of all, when we read something, we, especially you and I, we go in looking for, okay, what's the, who's the assailant? Who's the Mm -hmm. aggressor? Who's the one that's causing the issues? And, and our first idea is safety. Get the person who's complaining to safety, get them, get them in their head and their heart into a place where they can, they can get their peace and then we'll walk them through the rest. As I look through this, I began to see a little bit more mm-hmm. than an aggressor for no reason. Yes. Now, I did a little bit of, I was doing some research. I was, <laughs> was doing some find, recon. I was doing some recon because I wanted to make sure I was right about what I was seeing. I wanted to make sure I was right about what was going on. Innately, usually I feel that. That's the gift. Yeah. Um, and I can see that. That's the education. But I try to put these things together in a way Um with you as especially running it by you just to make sure that I'm on the right track. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And so here's what I, here's what we saw that is not just about loyalty. She was right. It is about jealousy. And when he gets upset, he passive aggressively assaults her in a place that fit that she can feel it the most. Yes. Which is by turning his back on her and talking about her and bringing her down and bringing her low that's bad that's wrong and that's tantamount to being abusive it is it's passive aggressive but it is manipulative and abusive absolutely okay and the problem is he doesn't realize she said that's a deal breaker she's in a marriage and that's a deal breaker so that's already telling that's telling us that she he doesn't really understand that he's eroding his marriage and he can lose her Mm -hmm. he can lose the woman who spent all this time supporting him who spent all this time building him, who spent all this time making him. Now, now we got an issue. Uh-huh. You see where I'm at? Come on. I'm trying to hold my mule. <laughs> Just, come on. So here's the thing. She exercised priority because this is where her value is. I built you. I gave you all my time. I gave you all my all, all my effort. every day of the week. <laughs> I gave you everything, every part of me. And all I'm asking you is to not talk about me. Uh-huh. Okay. But on the other end of that, she wants loyalty. She wants to be supportive, but his version of being supportive and loyalty isn't hers. Her value is right there. I built you to up to over six figures. Now I'm blowing you out the water. You can't be happy for me. And then he says, or, or, or his response is, 
I can't support you like you supported me. You built me. I can't build you. Mm-hmm. You made me. I can't make you. I don't know how to support you. I'm not saying what he did was right. I'm saying this is where his frustration is coming from. If this is where your value is and you want some value from me, I don't have it to give you. And so I break you down in order to, in order to build myself up because not only did I not make this, I can't make you happy either. Go ahead. A couple things, because right with what you just said, I can't do for you what you did for me. Right. It also says that I need you. Yeah. And one thing I know for sure, um, a, a, a man like this, and it's not even, I think it's a man in general, to come out and say that I need you, especially when it comes down to my finances and how I earn, that is very it's hard. very difficult for a man to say. He loves you a lot of time, and I'm not saying all men, I'm, I don't know enough about him to, to make this judgment, but I know enough about how men think, I think, in order to say there are a lot of men who love you and love what you've done for them, but they at the same time, they hate that they have to need you. Yeah, absolutely. And if they do yeah. not know how to reconcile those feelings, that's where the abusive behavior comes out. Absolutely. Because I cannot tell you that I need you because then you'll really have me. Then you'll really have something over me. But I can't let you go either. So one way that an abuser uh, keeps you under their foothold is to insult you and beat you down to a degree emotionally, physically, verbally, beat you down to a degree to make sure that you need them and need their approval and need their affection. Absolutely. Now, I did see the word narcissist here. I didn't get a chance to read everything in here, but I did see the word narcissist. And that could be a cursory just looking over the landscape and saying that's, that's a some possibility. <laughs> But the idea is, is if this is continuously going on and there's nothing else she's complaining to, but that she is, he's not talking to, she's not talking about him being uncompassionate or, or right. not being able to, to feel her or anything like that. As a matter of fact, her passion is what she does, what she builds. Her passion is what she does. And that's fantastic. He just can't do it. He can't do it. And let me tell you, can I just talk to the ladies just for a second here? Go ahead. We won't. We we gonna just sit here and be quiet and listen. I heard the thing is, is though, what did the Bible say about your treasure? Where your heart is, your treasure is. Mm -hmm. um, Where your treasure is, your heart. Your heart is right. Mm -hmm. um, here's the thing, ladies. She started this off by talking about loyalty, and. One of the things and the business biggest mistakes that we make when it comes down to loyalty. Now, again, I don't agree that her desire in this is 100% loyalty. I think there's some things going on there. But a lot of us, when we get into relationships sometimes with a man that has potential, we purchase their loyalty through our efforts. Ooh, we wee. purchase their loyalty through our works. And mm. if we get into these relationships trying to purchase our, their loyalty by what we do for them without first expect, inspecting their ability to bring their own dreams to fruition, we will come up short every single time. That is a bad investment. It is a terrible investment to make in someone without seeing who they are on the front end. Working and helping your husband after he's already begun building something is a completely different story from you going in and actually putting, you pretty much build a bear this man's business and 
in essence, you you built him. Yeah. And you're now making it very it's it's very easy for you to say that I did this for him. Yes. It's very easy for you to say that I did this and I and to say that I never asked him for a dime, but guess what? The currency that you're looking for is loyalty. The currency that you're looking for is I need you to appreciate what I've done for you. I need you to make sure that you acknowledge what I've done for you. And if that does not happen, kind of sounds like sometimes mm. we have no problem putting it out there that if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't. Absolutely. And we have to be very careful. We cannot purchase their loyalty on the front end. Again, you will come up short every time. The worst thing you can do to a man is not allow him to build something. Yes. Listen, I love, Takara's a dynamic woman. I love what we do together and, and where we're going. She's wonderful. But if she did it all by herself and I just sat back and collected, I'll love the collection, but I'll mm. hate being carried. Men do Jesus. not want to be carried. And sometimes, yes, you gotta let them fall. The worst thing you can do to a man, to your man, is to sit back and look at him and say, I accomplished that. Because you're looking at, because it, it, it's interpreted by him as I am unaccomplished. Yes. And, it, and he can't live in that. He can't possibly live in that. No real true man is going to live in that without having some kind of needle in his in the back of his mind or some kind of a splinter in his mind telling him that I'm not enough Absolutely. that I haven't done enough I'm not good enough without her I wouldn't be able to do this without her I wouldn't be able to do that without her I wouldn't be able to be here without her I wouldn't be able to be there and then he becomes a child not a man yes. do you understand what I'm saying yes so what we would recommend um, is is counseling now whenever we recommend counseling to a couple uh, we recommend counseling in a sense of both of you. We never send one person by themselves. The reason why is because usually it's an orchestrated effort for toxicity. Absolutely. It's an orchestrated effort. It's, a, it's <laughs> harmonious dysfunction. Yes. There's something between both of you yes. that needs to be fixed. And that's the reason we're able to see both sides of this thing. We're not saying he is not right for passive aggressive behavior. Right. He is not right for uh, beating you up uh, in front of his friends. He is not right for, uh, or that verbal um, making fun of you and things of that nature because narcissists do that. He is not right for none of those things. Right. But perhaps it's not because he's, um, he's expressing narcissistic tendencies. Perhaps it's not, he's expressing toxic tendencies. Perhaps he's expressing frustration in how he feels at, about himself when he looks at you. Absolutely. And a counselor can figure that out. A counselor can figure that out. Somebody said, what if your man has built something, but, but hasn't worked on building his family? Well, now you're looking at a man who was over, who is, um, who's a workaholic. Uh -huh. You're looking at a man who's overworked. Now, you and got, he's defined by his money. He's defined by his money. He's defined by his accomplishments. He's defined by building that thing. Mm -hmm. um, again, I've, I actually, I actually, we, we watched the counseling where, did you watch it? I watched it um, where that was the, that was the issue and we can work it out. That can be worked out. He just needs to know where else his time needs to be. Um, Go ahead. Well, no, it's something that you say all the time is that because men tend to be defined by their their sexual prowess, their earning potential, 
and the comp- com- um, physical com- competition and physical competitiveness, physical competition, right? And so it could also very well be that he does not know how to build anything but that because that's all he's been taught. Yes, there are plenty of men who are great providers but are terrible husbands because they've never been taught how to be a husband. All a lot of men, especially coming up, you know, King's age, he, King's day and age, is he old? You know, back in them <laughs> days, when when men were coming up, it, it it all you knew was to work. You were in the factory, you were providing for your family, you was putting meals on the table. That is what a husband did. Nowadays, women are. We're we're much more empowered to ask for um, affection. We're much more empowered. Like, hey, we want orgasms too. We're much more empowered to want all yes. of that stuff in the home that we didn't used to have the liberty to ask for. And a lot of men, it throws them for a loop because they don't know, understand that. Wait a minute. So you want what? You want more than what? Like, it, right. it's hard. To, and it's not that it's it's difficult for him. It's difficult for him to compute when he's been raised to feel like manhood was a certain thing. So get counseling begin to express to him your needs the very on our um podcast episode he won't touch me Kenyon laid out a perfectly amazing way to approach your man and tell him what you need from him tell him that you miss him tell him that you need these certain things and then if that doesn't work then of course go to counseling but I think it's very important that we educate our husbands on what we need and not expect it to be automatic right and the education and conversation must come with compassion not with blaming you're not doing this, you're failing at that, you're not doing this, you're not meeting this, I'm unhappy. It should say, because really, and all those things might be true, but you want them, and that's the way it should start. Listen, I need you. Mm-hmm. I emotionally flourish with you. Yes. I must have you, but I'm not getting you. I need this from you. And if you can be so kind as to shower that over me and I'll give you what you need. You know, it has to be a, uh, um, both of you working together. It does. It's, you know, baby, I, let me tell you, it is so sexy when you wash the clothes. Like, I love <laughs> I love seeing you do that and I miss it. You haven't done it in so long. Right. Like it's maybe it's been so long since you've done it. And I just want you to know that I really enjoy it when you do it. I don't know if you knew that. Maybe that's why you haven't done it in a long time. I'm just kidding. He was doing laundry today. Like but, what? Like, you know what I mean? But when you say it like that, like I baby, I don't think you realize how much I appreciate when you used to do this. I don't think you realize how much I, I fell in love with you by the way you did this. And began to speak that intimate away that says well shoot let me go ahead and <laughs> put on my big daddy britches and go because it just it, it's so much different than we need to talk yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely and men men can learn from that too because we we can be a little bit too direct way too direct and there's a way that we should approach women as well um just just fyi i wanted to throw that in there while i was at the top of my mind because i know i do that yeah. all the time yeah and there's a difference between being unwilling somebody said somebody about being unwilling and procrastinating there's a difference i think there are levels to this and you give them every opportunity to 
make the make the changes. But again, we have to do something in us too. make sure we're presenting it well, make sure that we are creating an environment for it as a wife too. there are different ways to get this done. Now, if you have somebody and you've told them nicely, you've drawn a diagram for them, you've done all sorts of things, you've written them letters and all of that, you've asked for counseling, that's flat out refusal. And after a while, refusal still becomes neglect. Absolutely. That's different. But if it's somebody who's genuinely trying, then you owe it to your spouse to find various ways and every give them every opportunity to come in and, and please you. Absolutely. I wanted to answer this question. Someone asked, uh, Carla asked, how do you explain to him the difference between providing and being a husband? Yeah. Now, I don't want to be churchy, but if you both go to church, I think the very first place Ooh. you start is with Christ. Yes. Go ahead. I was, you so have glad. to you have to start with Christ because Christ was a servant leader. As a matter of fact, Christ washed their feet. Now, the reason why that is um, and I, it, I love I just love the picture of Christ doing that. And they're saying, no, don't do it for me. He said, well, you can't have no peace of me if you can't let me serve you. But the second thing is, is that he's in someone else's home washing the dust off the feet of of those people in the home meaning that he's saying wherever i am you're welcome to be mm -hmm. because that's what you did back in those days when you welcome someone in your home you give them something to wash their feet off with that's very important to understand then you look at um the scriptures where it talks about how he submits how he submits to you you know yes. submit one to another in christ and the part of where it's speaks about him is a pretty big thick paragraph but it starts out with love her love her like Christ loved the church now mm -hmm. and none of that paragraph does it say does, does that indicate any kind of earning potential it doesn't indicate how you lay it down in the bedroom mm -hmm. and it doesn't indicate how smart you are or competitive you are yes it all indicates how you treat her mm. okay now I'm not sure if you're into the word like that but if you are you start with christ if you're not you start with you what you do is you say hey listen i appreciate all that you do around there but i need you to do me and in the sense of i need you to be focused on me i want you to build me as good as you build that as good as you go do that because i know you can do it you wouldn't ask him if you didn't trust that he could do it so if he hears that he that you have faith in him that he could do it or that you can trust him then maybe he'll try so that's another thing mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah yeah and in, in counseling what we would do is we would just ask the question what is it that you need what would make you happy what you know and we will have you flesh it out while he's listening not to point it towards what he's not doing, but just to what makes you happy. And so um, while he's listening, then the conversation becomes, hey, you think you can hit this? You think you could do it like this? Mm -hmm. you, you think you can meet that? Because that sounds pretty. That sounds like she she loves you. She wants you. She trusts this from you. Can you do that? And then you and then we go back and forth. Well, what do you need? And that's how that becomes a bonding. That's a bonding opportunity, but an opportunity to listen to each other. One big one big thing is, how, and, and it's just hitting me, how do I tell my husband? How do I tell my husband? Or, and for husbands, how do I tell my wife? How do I tell my wife? The problem is familiarity breeds contempt. After the thrill is gone, after the honeymoon stage is gone away, yes. you both neither, never really listen to each other anymore. And that's going to be important to really, really try to do. 
get into some kind of program, some kind of coaching, some kind of counseling, someone who can mentor or walk y'all through how to hear each other again, because that's going to be important as well, because then you can tell him more than just, I need a husband. I need you. I need a covering. I need to be secured by you. And not just hearing you. One thing that Kenyon uh, always talks about in counseling, it's not even just hearing you. It's hearing you and then repeating back to you what you've said to me. Absolutely. Making sure that I understand this. And then so, so baby, what you're saying is if after we have dinner, if after all of that, I do this and do that and do that for you, that would make you happy. Yes, babe. I think that's yes. That's what I mean. And so that way you begin to have those honest conversations, um, those open, honest and transparent uh, conversations with each other. OK, someone said, yeah, I mean, uh, unwilling. He's a procrastinator can say you just spoke to that. Yes. OK. But somebody else says she got a job that paid more money and he had a complete meltdown. Like, I think that's like that, that's a whole different person. Get over it, partner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think and get over but but we have to learn it we have to learn to get over something like that the thing is is that but it's hard because here's the thing again I, and i'm saying this to you i think i've said this before men have been socialized to be i gotta do this i gotta bring this in i gotta right. win i gotta be the head because this is what the head does that's what the tax papers is we're not talking you know we will skip the bible and go straight to the tax papers head you know, of household right head of house i gotta do this i gotta do this i gotta do this right but then you know he has a meltdown but usually a woman is usually socialized by that too the only reason why she doesn't push it is because of the grace of i'm getting my paper right now well like or it's just ours what's mine is yours like this is both of us what a f both just both of us like getting this right now and so a lot more women are open to the idea that what's mine is yours what's yours is mine mentality whereas men um nowadays it's very difficult to say like what's yours is mine because listen if you leave tomorrow you taking yours right right <laughs> you taking yours and that's it and so we have to really get to a place where especially when you're dating especially when you're dating if you are an ambitious person male or female it's important to check the person that you're going to be dating as Absolutely. well check their ambition or check how they even look at you in your ambition if you're dating someone and you're a go-getter are they supporting you celebrating you and saying dang you dope like you're right. this you're all that or are they trying to hang on to your cult health for it are they trying to leech off of you are they then trying to use your connections to help build their brand and their personality are they you know looking at what you do and say wow I want to be like that. I aspire to be like that. You got to, you make me want to keep up with you. Or are they saying, why you always got to, you ain't never happy with nothing. Oh, you big time. Like pay attention to this stuff when you're dating, because I guarantee you talking from experience, guarantee <laughs> you that these things manifest in a relationship that will break you up all the way down because they can't they can't get over it they can't stomach the idea that you always gonna get them and trust me you said something to somebody in the dms a couple weeks ago okay if you're a go-getter 
if you are ambitious, if you see a big and bright future for yourself and you meet somebody and are dating somebody that sees that in you too, they see your light and they will make it their business to shut it out, to dim your light. They will find a way to make your light not shine in order to make them feel brighter. Trust me, I know it from experience and we got a whole DM full of people to prove that that is the truth. <laughs> Stand in the light, so stand in the light. Go to the light, my children. All are welcome. Mm-hmm. Unique said, right, just because I'm making more money does not mean you're not the head. In absolutely. My as a matter of fact, absolutely. As a matter of fact, the, the reason why you're the reason why women are told that he is the head or whatever, because she has a choice. Yeah. There's always a see the thing is is that you're not independent but you're two individuals and you always have a choice to distrust, disrespect and and just straight up diss each other. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And so if 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 she sees me like like if you make more than me and you see me as the head, then you see me, you treat me as the head Absolutely. And, and nothing nothing is 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 is, is asunder because that's how the house is sewn up. And there's many different houses that's that's done in different People ways. People run diff- their house differently. Right. So to each their own. But we're trying to let you know that that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. Thank you for listening to the Soul Ties podcast. Recorded live on Facebook and distributed to iTunes and SoundCloud. Now, if you're on iTunes, we can't grow without you. So help spread the love. Rate us. Leave a review and share your favorite episodes. And don't forget to subscribe to the Soul Ties podcast so you won't miss any future topics or your questions being answered. Do you have questions that you want us to answer? Just visit relationshipgoals.tv. That's relationshipgoals, all one word, dot TV. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.